Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Are You podcast by BiotropicLabs.com, sports performance supplements for people who move. Use the code PODCAST20 if you want to try something out. The burden of proof is on me, and as always, a satisfaction guarantee. Today, I'm repurposing a podcast I did some time ago with Wesley Two Scoops Berry, a several-time, many-time American Gladiator champion, a very smart and wise guy and an outstanding athlete. We had some chats about Black Lives Matter during that podcast, and I'm bringing that stuff forward. So I've got four episodes. This is the first of four. Check in to what Wesley Two Scoops Berry had to say about Black Lives Matters before the current events. <laughs> I got and there it, it I went. Got you. <laughs> I got you. So just, uh, uh, I, I'll say what I said last time, wrong place, wrong time, and you said... Right place, right time. That's right. Because, <laughs> yeah, because people often, when something bad happens, they say, wrong place, wrong time. And, and why is it that that adversity can't be right place, right time, because it always pushes people forward. We don't even see a community come together until some catastrophic event takes place. Then because of the tornado, the hurricane, or the earthquake, then we get people stop looking at color lines, right? And then they work together like humanity versus black against white, white against Hispanic. Hey, we got a situation. So are we going to look at the ethnicity of the person that's faced with this tragedy, or are we going to human up and we going to try to help peel uh, some some humans from up, up underneath the wreckage, wreckage that has just fell plight on the whole community. And it seems like that's the only thing that brings Americans together is catastrophic events. It makes us not look at a person as in skin complexion, but it makes us look at each other as humans and, hey, I'm human, you human, let's help each other out because now money is irrelevant when a tornado takes a whole city or an earthquake takes a whole town you know, or some catastrophic event just takes place, and now everybody has to work together. And we're forced to do it. So instead of us being forced to do it, why don't we just do it? I know that Black Lives Matter is very dear to your heart. Uh, it's very meaningful to you. You think that it's, uh, and, and probably for good reason, you have some reason to feel that it's misunderstood, and you have some things to say about it. Let, let's hear Let's hear all about it, Wesley. Get down with us on Black Lives Matter. Break it down and give us Wesley Two Scoops' point of view on this thing. Fire away. Well, first and foremost to the listeners, it's truly indeed all lives matter. But one of the reasons that they say that black lives matter is due to a history of a black holocaust and a mental or psychological slavery that's been passed down from generation to generation. I'm not asking no one to empathize. I'm just asking for you to do your research. We all went through some form of education, and you don't find a lot of things that I'm about to tell you of how African Americans were psychologically uh, enslaved by a man by the name of Willie Lynch. If you are a Google searcher, you can research on Google, and it's called the Willie Lynch Letter of 1721. In 1721, an Englishman from England came to America and landed in Virginia, and he decided that he would call forth the colony plantation owners and explain to them how they could keep and and get free labor 
from slaves by mentally keeping them in bondage. And so this guy, Willie Lynch, said if you use one slave against the other slave, if you beat them, if you whoop them in front of their family, if you degrade them in front of their children, if you put fear in their hearts, then they would be subservient to you for at least 400 years. So when they enacted this Willie Lynch uh, letter, what happened was is for 400 years of free labor, we saw black men being hung from trees in communities where people would go shopping. We saw black men being tarred and feathered. We saw black men where dogs were sick on them by the police. We saw black men that could be beat up in front of everybody and no one would say anything about it. Not only did the police department look the other way, the politicians in Washington, D.C. look the other way. So when you hear people say black lives matter, black lives matter only because our government didn't pay any attention to the African-American who fought in the Civil War with George Washington. We don't get no credit for that. The black men lives mattered when they were in the, the Tuskegee Airmen, the contributions that they made to, to this country. No one said anything about it. And every time a black person did something that was, you know, in honor of this country, you know what they did? They buried the truth. And that's the reason why they have libraries. Libraries means lies that are buried. And when you look at things on television, well, what is television? Television lies to your vision. That's the reason why we don't like TV, because TV stands for tell lies to your vision. That's what you get from television. Now, today, we have seen a continuation of this psychological slavery where in 1993, if I'm not mistaken, a man by the name of Rodney King was beat within the inches of his life by the LAPD, which was a gang themselves. And because they had the blessings of the chief of police to be able to police like that, this man was beat on television for the whole world to see. And they tried to tell us that what we saw, we really didn't see. That his life didn't matter the way he was getting beat down. So all they need to do is search the Willie Lynch letter of 1721, and they will find that that's the one of the reasons that we say black lives matter. Now, I have one more that I want to share with the listeners. If you didn't know, during the Second World War in our country, the blacks were paying taxes, respectable people, in a place called Tulsa, Oklahoma, in Greenwood. In Greenwood, Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a vibrant black community. Now, this community was bombed by the permission of our government in conjunction with the Ku Klux Klan, where the first bomb that was dropped on our country was dropped in Oklahoma on June 1st, 1921. And we found that 38 blacks were killed, scores of business were, were smothered, brought to the ground, and no one blinked an eye that all these blacks were destroyed because they were a vibrant community. So once again, black lives matter. But how can black lives really matter when we came to this country being three-fourths of a person? We weren't, we weren't even considered a person. We were considered property. We, we were no better than a cow or a dog. So 
my parents, my father's from Nairobi, Kenya, and my mother's, you know, Hispanic and, and, and Creole. My parents passed down to us, hey, when you go out of here, make sure you listen to the police. And if they get behind you, you make sure you put your hands up and you say, yes, sir. So that same inferiority complex that was passed down from the Willie Lynch letter of 1721 still lived when I was born in 1966. And it's still being passed down in 2016. And that's the reason why when black people are driving, you put your hands on the steering wheel or you hang your hands and your feet out the window because psychologically the police have already been taught, you know what I'm saying, that we're deadly people, we're animals. And, and then the blacks have been taught the police will kill you and be able to get away with it. And we see this to be true time after time after time. Wesley T. Scoopsberry is a hard-hitting guy, and he tells it like it is with no compunction at all. Come back and listen to episode two. You've been listening to the Who Are You podcast, brought to you by Biotropic Labs, sports performance supplements for people who move. Join us next time for another edition of the Who Are You podcast.